The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Well, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, guys, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, and 760 a.m. in Hawaii. We are again sans without, um, I know I just said, I said without twice again, uh, but we're without Marash Markazi. But um, as always, we're joined by Armani Buckets, G. Hey Wiley, and Mr. Brandon Deutsch. Guys, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I don't know uh, if you're all right, Jay, because you had a great long weekend. You were out in Palm Springs. Uh, how was that, by the way? Yeah, everybody peep my IG. It's still up there. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I actually saw a uh, fellow worker of ours, Mr. Nikki Sachs, who's on the Charity Stripe and also on the Believe Network and on the Mightier 1090 as well, um, ESPN 1090. So we had we had like a small little run at uh, what is called Renaissance uh, Hotel. Uh, there's three different hotels that we went to this festival. So it was a lot of fun. Um, you can obviously hear my voice is pretty much gone from uh, sharing. But uh, yeah, got to watch Diplo at uh, Renaissance, and that was fun too. And uh, got to splash a lot in the pool. Uh, I go to splash, try to go to splash us every year. I know that's like the kid in me. It's like the one time I can be a kid per year. So it was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a really good time, and hopefully next year my voice won't be so horrible and gone. But how was you guys' so far so good? Oh Weeks, man, I had a great well? night last night. I said on the radio yesterday, I bet my life that the Warriors would win between 10 and 20, and they did. I was right again, <laughs> and I'm going to be right with Warriors and six. Okay. Yeah. So. What about you, Armand? Uh, yeah, same. I'm trying to start playing basketball again now. It uh, it sucks, to be honest with you, <laughs> because I don't know what's changed, but there is so much, like, isolation. I don't know where these, like, they're all younger. They're all younger, and they're all just iso-dominant players now, and I get so freaking annoyed. I get so annoyed to play with them, and I'm just like, I hope that the Golden State stuff is rubbing off on people because they're predicated on ball movement and player movement. I mean, I don't think that they see that. I don't think the next generation sees that. I think yeah. that they see, you know, it's like chicks take the long ball, like, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, but I, I feel your frustration. Welcome to the older side, yeah. man. I, <laughs> I don't like to be here, but, yeah. Well, speaking of getting older, this uh, rundown segment is getting older the less we do it. So, um, let's go to the rundown, brought to you by Circus Sports, Circa Millions, and Circus Survivor uh, pro football contests are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. Guys, let's roll. Well, Andrew Wiggins scored 26 points and had 13 boards in game five. He also had 17 points and 16 boards in game four. Not to mention, he has played elite defense this whole entire season. Is he any threat to Steph Curry to win MVP um, in the finals this year? No. Next question. No, I'm kidding. I wrote this question, but like, no. I mean, Steph Curry's already won the finals MVP if they win the series just on the four games he had played. As long as he has a decent game next game. I mean, look, he... 
he did not shoot well, obviously. His streak was was broken in, in game five, but I was surprised at how great the role players played in this game. Well, not surprised. I kind of knew, but Andrew Wiggins, who knew he would turn into all-star starter Andrew Wiggins and actually like um, prove that he he is that talented, but he's always been a good defender, but him stepping up to the to the plate here, this this was this is fun to see. And uh, you know, it's crazy that they won by 10, should have won by 17. I know Luke Cornet had a couple threes at the end and the Warriors bench players didn't do anything um because kuminga tried to iso your favorite your favorite move armand <laughs> tried to iso himself down low and didn't work out but it, look this the series is going to be over in six I'm, I'm pretty confident the warriors are definitely winning the series whether it's six or seven but i'm pretty confident clay's going to have a big game game six clay and i think steph curry's really mad that he played bad so he's going to win finals mvp and he's going to have a huge game six i expect the warriors dub I say very, very unlikely, but still in the realm of possibility. If Curry has another bad outing, if he goes one for nine from three or something to that effect, and then if Wiggins has like a 30-point game and he carries them to the win, it's at least a conversation at that point. But I don't think that Curry's going to have a bad game, so it's kind of a moot point. I would say like 2% chance that it happens, that Wiggins actually steals it from him. If it was... A, if it was and it, prob- it probably is a Vegas betting odd. I might <laughs> throw some money on it just because the odds would probably be so ridiculous. I'll check but right now. Yeah, it's not likely to happen because how many times in this whole playoff run has, has that kind of game happened where Curry's just terrible and Wiggins is the main reason that they win? No offense to Wiggins. He's been fantastic, but it's mainly... A, a collective effort rather than just Wiggins and last night it really felt like it was Wiggins putting the team on his back and he was the best player out of either team he outplayed Jason Tatum who by the way I don't know if we if our opinions on Tatum have changed but I know a lot of people's opinions on Tatum are starting to change about his superstardom and stuff like that I think that's unfair to say because he is there's a lot being asked of him in his first finals he needs to do so much for that team to be great. He needs to play elite defense, hit shots, play make. Of course, if you're a superstar, you should be able to do those things. But I'm not going to change my opinion on Jason Tatum based on the, a rough NBA Finals, especially in his debut to the NBA Finals. I still think he is a like a top five player if you talk about going into the future of the of the next generation of the NBA, to me, there's no doubt about that. He's still that guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't think you're asking a lot of, you know, you're, you're always going to ask a lot of your star players. And, you know, this is his first this is his first rodeo. If you really think about it, it's him and Jalen Brown's first rodeo to the finals versus Steph's been there so many times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he knows what's expected. He knows what needs to be asked of him. And I'm sure that, you know, there's certain pressures that, you know, both Jalen and uh, Jason are looking at and being like, you know what? Yeah, we we have to step up and they know what's at stake. They know what they're not, you know, they weren't born yesterday. They know what's expected of them. So... I, I don't know. I, I think everybody is so quick to pull the trigger via one game for any of these guys to be like, oh, well, they're not, you know, holding up to their end of the bargain or whatever. So, no, I mean, give them, give them a little time, man. Like, worst comes to worst, if they don't even do, you know, well for this series and this finals, there's always next year. And they're so they're still growing. They're still growing as a team, in my in my personal opinion, with these two stars in Jalen Brown and in Jason Tatum. So 
yeah, somebody, I feel like a little slack has to be given. And the other underrated thing about the Celtics is that coming into the finals, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, the role guys, Derek White, they were really a big part of their success. And now it's like they've all kind of disappeared as this finals has gone along and it's become... Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart, and then whatever you can get out of Robert Williams. All the help, all the accessory pieces that they were a big reason for the uh, for them getting to the finals. It's like they've completely disappeared. And you can expect that, I guess, because, again, you just mentioned it, Jihei. This is the first trip for this group to the finals. But, I mean, Grant Williams had 27 in a huge game against the Bucks in Game 7. Peyton Pritchard has had a lot of big moments, including against the Miami Heat. Those guys, where are they? I mean, I guess it's unfair to to expect that from role players, but they need it. If they want to win this series, they need those other guys more so than they need Tatum and Brown, who, yeah, they've been inconsistent, but it's like if they have no help, I mean, what do you expect from them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the East, because of the tenacity this team has shown in past series against Milwaukee and Miami, are the Boston Celtics poised for a comeback in this series? Can they win Game 6, guys, in Boston and Game 7 in San Fran? No, and no. I, I, I really think the fight out of the Celtics team, I mean, they're gonna, they're, it's going to be a close game, Game 6, and they're going to feel like they have to win. They might win. I'm not counting that out, but I just think Steph Curry shot so bad in Game 5, he's going to have a world-class game. And if Clay does his Game 6 Clay stuff, and I know he's not the same Clay Thompson as from years ago, but if there's any chance that Clay Thompson can, can get going along with Steph, who is going to have one of his best games of the series i think it's set in stone because he played so bad and he always responds pretty well to that kind of stuff i know ga is kind of like not in previous that's a huge not if, in previous man. finals huge <laughs> if all right just watch it happen watch it happen i'm telling you it's gonna happen and it's gonna be about can the celtics shoot with the warriors in this game i only say it's a huge if because you just said it clay is not clay anymore it's been two years. It's It's been a rough uphill battle for him. Don't be wrong. He's still a beast. He's still a baller. I'm not taking yeah. that away from him. I think he's great. But, you know, this isn't the finals clay that we're used to seeing. We're not used to seeing him, you know, miss all these shots and, you know, not not be this I think he's, player. He's been warming up. He's getting better each game. It's a long warm up, man. No, he's gonna he's up. gonna do. It's fine. Everyone can say say they want the Celtics to win. That city is never getting its 18th ring ever. It's never getting <laughs> oh, it. Oh, let's let's pump the brakes. It's never that. getting it, and it's not happening this year. It's not happening next year when Milwaukee gets healthy and beats their you know what. In a, even with all the development, and even with like the fact that they could possibly be getting the next. I don't care. Something, Tatum is a. It, I think that you're being a little on the bias side and not being analytical on this one. No, I the okay. analytics. Yeah, they have a good defense. Too bad Warriors have a better defense right now. That's what's happening in this. And I get, I get you're feeling right now. I'm talking about the future because, and then this, this also isn't this a little bit about the future as well. I guess, but I just, I mean, yeah, they're going to be good, um, non-biased. They're going to be a good team for years to come. There's no denying that. Just not a that. championship-worthy team. I just think the West is just poised to beat the East every year unless Giannis gets to the finals. I, I you know, I want to see Tatum kind of take over games that Giannis has, and he can. He has that ability, but he's still. He's a questionable shot maker at times. He takes some really bad shots, like Paul George does the same thing. Kobe did the same thing in a lot in a lot of instances. 
it's just it's hard to say that yeah i think tatum's gonna have a huge game and he played well in game five people say oh he didn't play well he had 27 points i mean yeah. he was their leading scorer yeah he's played well the whole series and he's getting better and yes tatum will get better he should be able to average 30 a game in some season in his career but the complimentary pieces like smart and horford need to have huge game sixes for them to even have a chance because curry's gonna play better if wiggins keeps playing like this Oh my gosh, it's over in six, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least this season is definitely not over. It's a long season for baseball. The Angels play the Dodgers in a two-game series today and tomorrow at Dodger Stadium in Blue Heaven, which um, teams need to show out in the series more after the Dodgers got swept by the Giants and the Angels lost two out of three to the Mets. Do they? That's the question, sorry. Do they need to uh, show up a little bit more? Um, you know, this is a hot take considering the Angels have been really bad, but I think the Angels will win one or both games against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have been a terrible baseball team the last week and a half. They got swept by the Giants, and the Angels are actually have a better record the last four games, 2-2 two and two versus 0-4. So, I mean, you know, I, I really like Cindergaard pitching against the Dodgers lineup tonight. The Dodgers still have, a, you know, a relatively weak lineup. to It's not reaching their potential. Like, Freddie Freeman can't hit the long ball. Maybe that's the dead ball error in him i don't know mookie betts has gotten ice cold but he's a super streaky player so that makes sense you know he wasn't going to hit 320 and leading the nl in home runs forever max Muncy's hitting a buck 50 even though he had a couple home runs and cody bellinger can't hit to save his life anymore so it's like you have guys in that lineup that there's so many holes on that team and especially in the rotation now with urias and bueller not pitching that well Anderson's going to fall off. Kershaw is, you know, still recovering from his injury. Pitch four innings. He pitched fine, and he'll be better in the bullpen. Kimbrell's been awful. They let Jansen walk. Another daft decision. I don't know why they did that. Because um, Kimbrell can't can't close games to save his, save his life anymore. He's old, he's washed, and he can't do it. I hate to say it. I like Kimbrell, one of the all-time great closers. But Jansen has 18 saves for the Braves. And the Braves are going to probably repeat as champions. Them or the Yankees. I mean, the Braves are getting out of the NL in my opinion. So like going into the series, I like the Angels' chances. The Angels are getting healthier, and I think they're going to beat them both games. If, if we're talking about which team needs to show out more, I Angels, think, Angels. Yeah, I'm going to go Dodgers just because of what you said about the 0-4, the losing yeah, streak. Yeah, and the Padres are ahead of them. Now. Padres are yep. now catching up and ahead of them. And then you talk about, if we're being realistic here, World Series expectations is only placed on one of those two teams, and that team needs to get out of this funk because we're almost at the halfway point in the season and a team that was supposed to be, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Brandon, but was supposed to be a World Series favorite out of the NL coming into the year, like yeah. no doubt about it. And now it's like they're in the mix between the Braves, them, the Mets, the Padres, San Francisco, St. Louis. They weren't supposed to be in that mix. They were supposed to be the leader of that mix. Yeah. And now, but the good thing is, if you're a Dodger fan, nobody has run away with it in the National League compared to the Yankees in the AL. It's really up for grabs. So it's not a terrible spot to be in considering the fact that it's wide open. Yeah. But yeah, they need to figure it out soon. Yeah, right now, uh, they're one, I believe they're just... They're tied, right? They're t they're tied. In the, yeah. Oh, I thought the Padres were ahead of them. They're tied. Yeah, it's it says 37, 23, 30, Oh, that one last. Padres so, are yeah, ahead. 100%. I mean, again, it's a, another. It's a long season. We're gonna be saying this all year long that it's a long season for them. But yeah, I mean, if we're talking about teams that need to win, it's the Dodgers because the expectations are so so on, on that level. 
I, I mean, I, I disagree. Think that, I disagree. The Angels I mean, have lost 14 out of their last 16, and they were 27 and 17. They're still one of the most talented teams in the MLB. They've just been playing. They don't know how to win, so they need to figure out how to win, and I think they will in this series. Yeah, but they're also not expected to win. I mean, they were expected to make the playoffs by many people. Yeah, but we're talking about a, a team that's supposed to be winning a World Series, not a team that's supposed to be making the play- playoffs, right? Like, playoffs. I, I never thought the playoffs? Dodgers were going to win the World Series this year. I'm, I'm just saying they're more in contention for it than the Angels. Of course. Yeah. There's no denying that. Yeah. You know, their payrolls is oh, it's by far the most in, base, in baseball. Yeah. So, no, yeah. definitely. So, I mean, I just I just think that their expectations are a little on the higher side because of, you know, what they what they do for their team in the last few. Just, just history just speaking for them. And the Giants just own them during the year, always, they too. Do. That's why it was good for Dodger fans. And, you know, I'm not a Dodger fan, but it was good for them to, be, to beat the uh, the Giants in that NL uh, DS last year, you know, after the Giants won 100 plus games. Oh, that was that that was 100% a, like, an elevated move. Yeah, because the Bay Area was yeah. whipping LA. Yeah. I hate to say, like, Niners Absolutely. with the Rams always, and then, you know, the Rams beating them in the NFC title game, and then the Dodgers beating. It was a bad bad year for for bay area fans for sure absolutely until now until now (laughs) (laughs) well let's go to my uh one of my favorite sports the avalanche hockey versus the lightning the series starts tomorrow guys who do you have in this series and can the lightning win a third straight stanley cup is that good for the sport of hockey um if they do i mean it is good for the sport dynasties are always good for the sport i think the avalanche are one of the most talented hockey teams in recent memory they've got like four out of the top 15 players in the nhl and they're going to win this series. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a five-game series, but the tenacity of this Lightning team and the experience it shows. You know, they were down, what, 2-0 to the Rangers? They've been down before, and they keep coming. The Blues probably should have beat them in the first round. Um, or was it not the Blues? The, uh, the Edmonton? No, no, no. They're playing Tor- Toronto's team. Oh, not the, Toronto. But the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the team that? Yeah, the Maple Leafs mm-hmm. should have beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, was it not who they were playing, or were they yes. playing? Yeah, uh, right. They they played the last. Uh, the last team that no, they no, played no. was Edmonton. The last team that they played was Edmonton. No, no, no. Before, before. Right? First round. Yes, yes. So that Tor- was Toronto, Toronto was a very talented team, and they came back in that series. They were down 3-2. That's what I said. I don't know why I said Blues. <laughs> I get the Blues and Maple Leafs mixed up. I don't know why St. Louis really is not close to Toronto, but hey, we're here. Uh, but no, the Avalanche are going to beat them. I don't think it's any doubt. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I have tons of friends in Tampa, and I'm predicting sweep. But um, and and that's for the Avalanche, not for the Lightning. Um, but I think this would be great for hockey if you can get a dynasty going because, I mean, to go back to back to back, it's it's been done before in hockey, but it's been a while. Yeah, like it's been a long. It rarely long happens time. in every sport. A hundred percent. Like I mean, the Lakers have done it. But that was twenty what twenty five twenty four years ago twenty three. No, 22. 22 years ago, because that was the 2000 oh, yeah, 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 Lakers. Yeah. But it started in 99. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, could you? I mean, could you imagine? Also, speaking of that, by the way, I stopped being a Laker fan because Shaq left. Because that's like one of my favorite players on the Lakers. And once he left, I was like, Das Vidanya. I'm like, you're not going to win another title for a while. And what happened? They didn't win a title for a while. Oh, that could have been one of those four people situations. They did win a no. title like seven years later. Yes, yeah, seven years no, not, later. Not, not four in a row. Seven. seven? No, four. no. Four years later. 08 versus 026. But but again, uh, the reason why I stopped is because you could have won four in a row. Who the heck has won four in a row? That's incredible. Well, no, they, they couldn't have won four in a row because they lost to Detroit and then Shaq left. Yes. 
So then they would oh, have to win four. He, then okay. they would have to win four more in a row. That's, That's why I left. You could have won, won with Shaq still. You still could have won with Shaq. Kobe would have been the undisputed goat too yeah. if Shaq oh, stayed. 100%. 100%. And we wouldn't be having like Jordan, LeBron. It'd be Kobe versus LeBron at this point. No, I, I definitely agree. Anyways, my whole entire point is that Shaq left and I just stopped being a fan. So or stopped wanting to root yeah. for him. You got to come back so, right now. Yeah. Clown show. It's just starting. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm good. We I'm, might win 10 games side. if Davis can't shoot a basketball. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm taking the under on the wins. Oh, no. I, I think you've talked about this off camera or off air, and you definitely said, like, oh, I'll take the under on, on the Lakers. Yeah, once I saw Davis not shooting a basketball, I'm like, oh, yeah. same old, same old. Guy doesn't want to be great, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's disappointing. It's very, very Generational talent gone to waste. Really sad. Yeah. I mean, this is our Dwight um, you know, debate that you, guys, that you guys totally disagree with me on. I'm just saying, you didn't win until he took that 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 role. He was arguably the best player in that he finals. He could have been. LeBron and him were like toe-to-toe in that final series. Yeah, the Davis stuff is is sad because he was so dominant. And yeah, in the bubble. Just, he, well, so was TJ Warren. And he hasn't played <laughs> since, but like, I mean. They all got that rest, Hell too. of a drug, the bubble. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. AD, we're waiting, bro. You're our savior. But they win us a, a title. They got a lot of rest in that bubble, too, so that's definitely something that's going to help i think that's something that's going to help davis for the is, has a problem with too much rest <laughs> maybe, maybe he enjoys, enjoys that rest a little too much well that's all she wrote for segment one we're gonna go um, take a quick break guys and we'll be back talking more nba more major league baseball and dare i say it maybe some more hockey when we come back here on the mightier 1090 espn radio in southern california 98.5 the fan in las vegas and the hawaii sports radio network We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, guys, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in L.A., Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Again, that hotline number is 310-400-0340. I know all y'all want some uh, Dodger tickets, so hurry up and give us a call. Um, okay, Circa Millions um, and Circa's MLB, NBA, and NHL contests with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Please visit CircaSports.com for details. It's time now to go to the Circa Guest Sports Hotline with our special guest, Mr. Armani Buckets and Brandon George. Thank you guys for always showing up. Of course. Let's talk some more NBA since I know you guys are obsessed. So let's talk some NBA free, free agency right now. Where do you think stars like Zach Levine 
um, and DeAndre Ayton might end up. Yeah, so I've done a multitude of TikToks and articles on this um, to the point where like my, my followers are getting angry. They're like, "Why is Ayton going everywhere?" And you're, I mean, because it's, it's like he's one. Him and Levine are like the only two sign and trade options on the freaking market. This is a really weak free agent class. We've discussed this in the past. Um, really, the top unrestricted free agent is Zach Levine. Everyone else is restricted. And then the next unrestricted that's even popular is Jalen Brunson, who will probably get bird rights and extended with the Mavs. So that's really not going to be an option for others teams. Tyus Jones, I guess, for Memphis Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies have money and they'll re-sign him, plus they have his bird rights. Um, Aiton is the guy that I think is going to get moved in a sign and trade, and so will Gobert. And Gobert's not a free agent, but Gobert is going to get traded. I truly believe that Toronto is a destination for possibly either Aiton or um, Gobert. In the Gobert trade, I have you know OG Ananobi and Gary Trent for Gobert, which would be a great trade for the Jazz. I don't know about so much about the Raptors. They said they want to improve their interior defense, so I guess Gobert under Nick Nurse might reach his potential. I don't know. I'm still pretty low in Gobert. I think he chokes in the playoffs. I think he's one of the most overrated players of all time, but there's no denying that he can block shots and he can play defense at times and can be one of the most dominant players in the league at times defensively. Um, you know, Consistency is an issue for him. He's got a big contract. If the Jazz do make that trade, they get two young 3 and D wings. Gary Trent Jr. continues to get better every year. OG Ananobi has developed a three-point jumper. It's not elite yet, but he's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. So that's an option. And then for DeAndre Ayton, honestly, anywhere that can give him money. He wants $30 million a year. He's not going to get that. Probably 25 I don't think he deserves. I think he deserves between 15 and 20 just with the modern NBA. But Atlanta is a destination that many people are discussing. Indiana. Detroit are also two other options. Detroit could give Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stort for like an Aiton and maybe a Crowder or something. You know, it, it really just depends to make the money work and the salary cap. Also, we got to remember most teams are over the salary cap, but under the luxury tax, meaning they can only, they can't give players a ton of money in free agency, but through sign and trade, they can stay under the luxury tax and take on like 20 million if they're 20 million under and still not pay the luxury tax, right? So, you have guys like Aiton that should get moved. The Suns do not want to extend. I mean, they probably do, but they don't want to give him his 25. I can see a team like Detroit maybe doing that. Indiana, Atlanta, you know, Capella, um, Kevin Herter for Aiton, Jay Crowder kind of swap, kind of benefits both teams. Um, I know Trey is a big pick and roll guy. Cade Cunningham would love DeAndre Aiden on his team. And then you add in Shaden Sharp or Jay Nivey in the draft. And that's a great future for Detroit. But those are really the only guys. Zach Levine is going to have a tough time going anywhere but the the Bulls. They have his bird rights. They're really one of the only teams that can give him the money he wants. Um, that's contending. The other teams, it would have to involve a sign-in trade. I know he's mentioned the Lakers. The Bulls do not want Russell Westbrook, even if they get two first-round picks. So that's not an option, an avenue, even though there was recent speculation about that. And then who else? There's really no other team that can entice the Bulls to make a sign and trade if he's truly wanting to come back. And I think the Bulls are going to be competitive and he comes back. So there's really not much in free agency that people, that teams can really do. Um, I think Jordan Poole is another thing we can get into. I mean, do you have any thoughts on the Gobert and Aiden stuff first? I think that um, I'm with you on your general premise about Rudy Gobert, and we've discussed this in the past. I don't think Rudy Gobert makes any team that he goes to a championship-level team. And not to mention, his contract is going to get tougher and tougher to deal with as he gets older. He's only 29, 30 years old, but it's going to be like 45, 46, 47 million at the end of it. And the whole point of the Lakers trying to get off Westbrook, Jihei, is that you have 
47 million on an expiring and that's the whole issue and now teams are so like ready to throw themselves at rudy gobert who has the same exact contract just waiting for him in a couple years when it expires i don't think that gobert would be a wise decision for any team uh looking to improve and honestly teams like the bulls the atlanta hawks even toronto atlanta for example you already have a center clint capella is Gobert that much better than Clint Capella? Like, is he substantially? I, I don't think Gobert to Atlanta make it's more Aiden because Aiden's younger. Um, Even that is Aiden substantially better than Clint Capella. Well, it's I think the 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 youth the youth, the youth. Is yeah because he could still improve. Like Aiden is still under would hope underwhelming with his blocks per game, considering he's supposed to be a good interior defender but you know he doesn't get many blocks his rebounding's good that's really a facet of his game but his jumper is getting better so i mean if his jumper continues to get better he can become a really lethal five at the nba level can we you know? do this experiment real quick deandre ayton or carl anthony towns Oh gosh, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. Towns. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Wait, are you serious? I think go ahead. No, no, no. Is this because oh. they're both because they're both Because one's soft? Beautiful. I mean, like one's what are you talking about? That, I mean, are we being honest here? Like one's tough and one's soft. That's exactly it for me. Because when you put But poor Towns lost his mom, dude. That I don't wanna you know, that was tragic. Obviously. I'd be soft too. That's sad. Yeah, but so, you shouldn't be so, you shouldn't be off the court. That's fine. You can be sensitive. Do your thing, man. But on the court, you need to flip the switch. Yeah, he doesn't do that. I I agree. But Towns is a 40% shooter from three. He's one of the best three-point shooting centers of all time. And he can change the game offensively. Defensively, yeah, he's decent. He needs to get better. Um, You know, he's kind of like in the middle of Aiton and Vucevic. Vucevic is terrible. Aiton is pretty good interiorly. But Towns is, is getting better defensively. But he's an offensive superstar. There's no denying that with what he can do. His, his playoff point totals against the Grizzlies, 29, 15, 8, 33, 28, 18. Okay, More okay. More good than bad. Okay, that's misleading for one reason. The Grizzlies had a top five defensive rating. And the Grizzlies have Jaron Jackson but, Jr., who was in the defensive player of the year but conversation. But hold on, hold on. When you make the playoffs, you're going to play top defenses. 100%. His consistency needs to get better. But look at Aiton's stats against the Mavericks, then, if we're going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. like then Aiden's probably like three points, twelve points, twenty-five points. Like he's he's inconsistent too. Uh, as I pull those up, yes, he was. Um, so he was nine points, sixteen, fourteen, twenty, twenty-one, and five. And that five included him basically being reluctant to go back into the game, which is something that Carl Anthony Towns, in terms of leadership, he's never done something to that extreme. So yeah, I mean, but I'm just kind of saying, like, from a statistical standpoint, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the most efficient players in the league offensively, and he's one of the best. And it's really not close. He's an elite rebounder too, and he can block shots. I, I said he's not. Like he's not Gobert defensively, he's not Robert Williams, but he's good defensively. I t- I retract that statement between Vucevic and Aiden. I think he's a better defender than Aiden at the moment. I really do with his you know with the, his ability to switch interiorly. He just got exposed by Jaron Jackson Jr. And if he went up against Robert Williams, he'd get exposed too offensively. You know so. But if you're looking at it from like a player development standpoint, like what Carl Anthony Towns has done to improve. Every year, pretty but much. what has he done to improve besides his, his shooting? His shooting, his scoring has pretty still, much improved. He still can't really attack switches to the level. That is true. To I, the level that you would expect can Aiden, somebody. Can not Aiden, really. Aiden's that's, limited offensively. And 
he's not as good I mean, defensively. You're, you're taking the, the lesser of two evils on this one, I think. My right? whole thing is, if you have either of them be your franchise player, you're kind of screwed to begin. Oh, with. dude, uh, if, I'd much rather have Towns. And I mean, yes, I agree with you. Anthony Edwards is the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I really, I truly believe that. I think he's, you know, a future superstar. If he's not going to be next year already, he's the face of the franchise. Towns is more a complimentary piece. You can't win a championship with Towns as your best player, and you sure as heck can't win a championship with Aiden as even your second best player. He needs to be a third. I agree with that. You know, if you're talking about who would be a better third option, Towns. Yes, I I'm with you, except I just think that Aiton is more suited because he's actually played that role as being a third fiddle. That doesn't mean the Towns can't do it. I just don't think that um, when he can't abuse switches and then all you're getting out of him is picking and popping, and then on the defensive end, he's improved, but I still have a lot of question marks. How about this one? Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Aiton? DeAndre Aiton. I'm it's not you. close. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. It's not close. Gobert's older, makes $38 million. Even if you overpay for Ayton, it's 25 to 30 mil for a younger player who can actually shoot. Gobert can't shoot to save his life. Ayton can at least go out to 10 to 15 feet and shoot jumpers. He's developed that, and who knows? He could eventually shoot threes. And you don't know. Also, and Ayton's also... Will, 24. That 23. too, but he's also willing to pay that thir- play that third role, right? 100%. I don't think Gobert is willing to play that third well, role. Well, but that's, Arm- that's Armani's point on Carl Anthony right. Towns. But it's also like from a statistical standpoint, like scouts and evaluators and stats guys like me are in love with Carl Anthony Towns yeah. because of what he can do. It's literally more of a mental thing than a physical thing because he's got all the physical gifts in the world. Now, let me give you a hypothetical. If you're the Lakers, and I'm not saying the Wolves would do this, would you trade Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns? Ooh. Hell no. Head to the no. From whose perspective? Lakers? Yeah. From the Lakers perspective, no. You put too much in. AD. You put way too much in. There's and no. AD is, people, look, people hate on Davis, and rightfully so, street clothes himself, but like, <laughs> he is the second best interior defender with an offensive bag in the league besides Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's 2.4 blocks per game, like, every year in his career, pretty much. He can score 20 plus points per game on the offensive end, and, you know, his peak offensively, with his defense, he's he was a top five player in the league for like four, three or four years, right? So, because of what he can do on both ends of the floor. Now, if there's any shot he can get back there, the Lakers ceiling goes crazy, right? But if you trade for Towns, then it's like the ceiling stays the same. You're not winning a championship. I mean, it might even get lowered. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's, I agree. But like a lot of people would say, oh, dude, like Davis, he gets drilled by Carl Anthony Towns and he plays him. But it's like for Davis, he's actually, you know, it's crazy to say that he's proven, but he has. He won a championship. You know, I know the last couple of years he's been missing games, but he was arguably the best player in that postseason yeah and there was an argument that he was the second best player in the nba after that finals besides lebron there it was an amazing performance and i love that hypothetical because it you know because of davis's injuries and because of towns being a couple years younger i think it is an interesting thing to think about but if davis just becomes (laughs) it's a big if if Davis just becomes the player that we've seen in the bubble and, you know, in New Orleans and early glimpses in Los Angeles, it's no question Davis. It's just you're banking on that big if, whereas Towns, at least you know that you're going to get him out there and you know that his reliability is not a question mark. But I, yeah. think, I think the Lakers live with this record last year, knowing Davis isn't healthy and, you know, knowing they made a mistake for Westbrook. But if you have Towns and he's healthy and you win 42 games and you lose in the first round, 
does it make sense versus if Davis is healthy and then you get a healthy Davis and LeBron and you can do damage in a first round? I mean, that's still you a know? big, huge if, though, because they 100%, all but I'd rather have the that. if with the ceiling than the sure thing without the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Because then there's at least a percentage you can win a championship. Are you sure you don't love Vegas? Because you sh- certainly like to gamble, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not betting on the Lakers as long as Westbrook is on that team. But I'm saying if Westbrook isn't on that team, well, he is. But like, even if he's on the team, would you rather have Towns or Davis? You have to have Davis because yeah. the ceiling is higher with Davis and what he can do on both ends of the floor. It's like saying, okay, would you rather have Shy Gilgis Alexander or, or Paul George right now to win a championship? Paul right, George, yeah, because yeah, of what of he can do on both ends of the floor. And when he's healthy, he's proven. It's the same thing right. with Kawhi. And SGA is great, but he's younger. He's still learning to play defense. You know, he's getting better every year, and hats off to him. But if you're going to win a championship, you want the guy that's proven on both ends of the floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why there's – and we can get into this. This is why when we talk about top five players, the only guys that you can really have an argument to put in there that don't play defense are Luka Doncic and Stephen Curry. Because usually it's – got to be a, a two-way player. Kevin Durant, two-way player. LeBron, for most of his career, two-way player. Um, You know, Anthony Davis was in that conversation for a while. And Kawhi Leonard, who are they? Both two-way players. Now people want to put in, like, Trey Young up there, Stephen Curry. And Stephen Curry is better defensively now, so that's why he's in the top five of the the NBA and the league players, in my opinion. He's still a dominant offensive player. Exactly. So does it outweigh that? That's what I'm I'm asking. If If you're looking at top five players in the NBA, are Steph and Luka the only guys that you would put in that really... Are I wouldn't say liabilities defensively. Steph's obviously better than Luca at the moment, but like, does it outweigh enough that they can be in that top five? Or are you still kind of old old school? Like, okay. I would never put Luca or Steph in my top five. Really? Because you I'm value not, defense too much. I value defense way. So way you think much. a healthy Davis is top five? Are we talking about just currently in the league right now? Yes. Like we're not talking all of all time. No, obviously. no, okay. no, no. Right now. Um, and again, this is a big, huge if because you guys all bank on this. If he's healthy, then yeah, he could be up there. But Rob, he's not Kawhi? healthy ever. Kawhi easily. Can, can we get oh, hands down? Can we get hands your? Down. Can we get your like top three, top four, top five? If everybody's healthy. If everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy. And obviously that won't be the case. But yeah, um, I mean Kawhi is definitely up there. He'd probably. I want to make him fourth because like I just I don't want to. I don't want to put him at number one just because I'm biased and I'm a Clipper fan and I, and I love him and I think he's great. Um, oh man, you're just putting me on the spot because I have not even thought about this to be honest with you. Um, I mean, you got to put LeBron. Giannis, Giannis. You got to put LeBron in there. Unfortunately, I'm Can not we? a huge LeBron fan, but yeah, you'll, I can put um, I, I can put Giannis in there just because Giannis, he's Giannis is the best player in the NBA. It's not close right now. I mean, I mean, they everybody would beg to differ since he wasn't the one that got nominated for the MVP for for this year with your with your stats and everything like saying, that. And then Jokic yeah, would be yeah, like yeah, right yeah, up there. No, you know? but I'm saying just what he's accomplished. You mean just on, overall on both ends of the floor? Yeah, like okay. he's the best player in the NBA. No, uh, he's in there. Trust me, he's in there. I just said Giannis is in my in that top five. Where he is, I don't know yet. But he's one. But he's, he's one. I, Who's two? LeBron. That's what I would say. LeBron. I still think I, you know, it's crazy to say from a stats perspective, this was LeBron's most efficient and one of his most dominant seasons of the history. Of yeah. Career. He was trying to break records because he knew he was going to make the playoffs. Almost 33 points per game on 60% effective field goal percentage, 60% true shooting percentage, shooting the three better than he ever did getting to the lane. I mean, it was insane to watch. I hope they have a good, um, you know, supporting cast around him. But yeah, I mean, I think I correct me if I'm wrong, Armani. I have, I have, I have Giannis. Then I have LeBron. I mean, the who do you have three? One, so 
Giannis definitely number one. Number two is tough because the recency bias with the Durant stuff, which is not really recency bias because I mean we Durant's saw, in the top five. Come on, yeah, oh no, a hundred percent. It's just that like where is he in that top? Yeah, five? I was about to say positioning is is. I tricky. think three. I think you can you can put Durant at three. Um, I was thinking still at two, but LeBron, it's, it's, LeBron's it's a so huge good, argument. Though. Yeah. LeBron's so good. I mean, Individually, it's LeBron's great. Yeah, if you put LeBron on like a team that's actually good, and yes, it's his fault the Lakers are bad, but like because he wanted Westbrook, but like if you put him on a team, like if you put him on the Celtics right now instead of Tatum, Celtics won that series in like five games. I think the, six most, games. the most interesting question of the top five is where is Curry? Because fifth. Yeah, because no, Curry's says, not on the list. Curry's uh, not on the list. But he's so good offensively. It's, I don't care. Guy, it doesn't make up guy. for the defense. It well, doesn't make up for the lack of defense. And you're going to hate me because instead of Kawhi, instead of Embiid, I have Jokic at four. Just because of what he's done to change the game. Um, and like him being as... I mean, people are going to say, oh, change the game. What, 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 I mean, what are you talking about, right? But like... But look, he he's advanced metric-wise the best player in the NBA over the past three years. But looking at it from the game from a non-analytical perspective... What he does defensively is like quite impressive too. He's not the best defender, but like his offense outweighs that. So I have him at four. I don't have Embiid or Kawhi in the top five. I have Steph at five, probably Luca at six, Kawhi seven, Embiid eight. And this is not hate the Embiid. It's like I just think I'm, you know what? I'll switch. I'll switch. I will put Embiid at four, and I will put um, Kawhi at six, and then I have to figure out who's five. But I'll, I'll switch that because. I, I, he's still def- again defensively like you just can't beat somebody like that and you can't teach height yeah. it's just that's just a fact like you know it's true and beats like playing that, great it's just like for me I, I i just don't think he's impacted his team as crazy as it sounds as the seven guys in front of him yeah when you look at the top five and you if you're trying to put steph in there you just mentioned it brandon you got Obviously, Giannis, LeBron, Durant, and then you have the Embiid's, the Jokic's, the Luka's. Is Steph Steph in that category? Obviously, he's in that category, but is he above them? For me, when I think about it, if I'm not forgetting anybody, I would have him at four. I I would have him above. I agree. Well, yeah, then I'd have Jokic five. Yeah, Yeah, I would have him above the bigs and then have the bigs right after that. And I I think Jokic is better than Embiid. I think it's maybe also because I have a little bias when it comes to the big man. Because it's just something that like I've I've grown up around like true big men and like that's just my purest point of view that I just you can't it's hard to block shots even if you're seven feet whatever like you know it's still hard to block those shots it's still hard to get up defensively you know, I'm still, gonna, I agree but I'm gonna say like Steph is three Durant four because just because because Steph what Steph's doing in the finals is like insane i know he didn't have a good game like last game but like what he did before in boston against the number one defense in the league are you kidding me and he's getting better defensively that's the one that i was thinking of bringing up is because he this playoff performance compared to what's extremely impressive there's a there's an argument for him to be number one but i just think when Giannis and lebron lebron's still a good defender so like i i put those two guys ahead of him durant's still a good defender but this year he was really lackadaisical especially in the playoff series he showed no effort to take over yeah you could have steph as high as number two yeah, Giannis has to be one. Though. Giannis has to be one. I still stand by it. He's not on my list. He's on my top ten. He's on my top. Does he 10. have to score sixty next game? <laughs> top five. Yeah, he has to. He has to pull a Kobe before he can get in that top five figure. <laughs> but, um, but, guys, well, that's all she wrote for this. Please uh, 
Join us again tomorrow, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow and be graced with the presence of the illicit Arashmar Kazi on the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.